0: The NBA playoffs are here. This is the best time of the year if you're a basketball fan. I love April. I love May. If you're looking to see any upcoming playoff games live and in person, wherever you live, I want you to check out the SeatGeek app. It's the best place for uh, to save money on NBA playoff tickets. It's a 100% free service. What SeatGeek does, it aggregates tickets from every major ticket site online, puts them all in one place to make comparison shopping for tickets easy. Uh, I would compare it to Kayak.com for sports and concert tickets. When you're ready to buy tickets, you can snag a great deal right from your phone. Just a couple taps on the app. No better way to find playoff tickets. The other thing, they have technology called deal Score That calculates what every ticket in the building is worth and whether the price you're paying for that ticket is a good deal or a bad deal. Sounds complicated. It's not. And I have a special uh, bonus for you. Promo code BILL. In the SeatGeek app, you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. It takes less than a minute to download the app. I would do so. Promo code Bill. Download that app and enjoy the NBA playoffs. Thank you. Grandland presents Bill Don't Lie. Welcome to Bill Don't Lie. Taping this on a Monday morning here in Southern California. We're doing a three-man podcast today. Chris Ryan in studio. What's up, Andrew Sharp in Washington, D.C. Because he quit going on because he quit on Grantland and he moved back <laughs> to Washington. Um, but you did in time for the for the Wizards' uh, limp playoff run. So congratulations on that.
1: You know, it's tough. Randy Woodman <laughs> has has run the team into a ditch for the past couple months but we got we got the cherry blossoms out it makes up for it.
2: Cherry blossoms and Beal's
1: back, right? That's right. Beal's back. It's not all all hope is not lost. We could we could play the lame duck Raptors and be okay.
0: You know, I don't feel like it's a ditch as much as it's like you're stuck in mud and the guy keeps skidding and like there's two people trying to push the car <laughs> but mud spraying everywhere. I think it's one of those situations but there's still hope you can get out.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, my dream scenario is actually a, a sweep. Against the Bulls, and we get swept out, and it forces uh, Leontes to make a move this summer.
2: What's the threshold they have to cross
1: to keep Whitman? I mean, I bet they, I bet they would keep him if, if they uh, win the first round.
0: I mean, he hasn't. He refuses to fire Ernie Grunfeld. It's hard for me to. to exactly, imagine. that's
1: that's the real red flag. Keeping yeah. Grunfeld, I mean, I I don't know. They were I, I think, quitting on
2: him a little while ago, though, weren't they? Like there was like Whitman walking off the court at the end of a at the end of a loss without waiting for the buzzer to sound against yeah. Detroit, I think.
1: Yeah, and we scored against the Warriors. We scored like six points in a third quarter, and uh, I don't know. There've been some there've been some dark nights the past couple of months.
0: I have some bad news. We're no longer talking about the Wizards. We already went. We already went over the over under by two minutes. No,
2: let's talk about the Celtics.
0: Uh, no, no, oh, yeah. not going to talk about the Celtics, although. uh... Although, I, I did take it personally that Cleveland seems like they want to play the Celtics in round one. That I was think Boston's takeaway. taking
2: it personally, too, though.
0: Yeah, you, you don't do that to Isaiah Thomas. No. <laughs> you don't tell him you want him in a playoff series. So have you come up with a, a nickname for him, a Boston Is he the Leprechaun? Isaiah Thomas? Yeah. IT4. Oh, IT4, okay. Yeah, that's what we've gone with. Okay. Because it's weird to call somebody IT, <laughs> Right, and you can't call him IT.
1: Game. Yeah, IT sounds like
0: a tech a tech department guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking like, could you make a case for the IT guy, <laughs> something like that? But it just doesn't work. But IT four seems to be. Like I like the like, leprechaun, and then every time he hits a three, somebody could be like, he found the pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> like a leprechaun dancing. Yeah, That's exactly. Not bad. Yeah. Celtics uh, fans very focused on Atlanta. in yeah. round one, yeah, if that can happen.
2: But, they uh, Atlanta coming into the playoffs with a little lack of
0: momentum there, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. A little off-court uh, off, off court lack of momentum, too. All right, this is too much Celtics talk. Let's talk about the stuff uh, America actually cares about. First of all, um, Sharp tweeted the, uh, the Tony Montana Scarface <laughs> going down in flames, <laughs> Westbrook uh, firing bullets, which I thought was great. You beat me by about three minutes to that one. It
1: was destiny.
0: Yeah. Um, so Westbrook, if they don't make the playoffs – is it all right if I have him fifth on my MVP ballot? Because that's where I'm leaning. I think that the last couple of
2: weeks have sort of pushed him there. Yeah, as somebody who was wearing a Russell Westbrook T-shirt as we speak. Yeah, I think that their kind of collapse and, you know, I mean, he he can put up. He had a great individual season, but it does sort of remind me of great but non impactful Iverson series seasons. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: I, I I think that's sort of what we've learned over the past month is that Russ can be really fun and I I mean he's still to me the most exciting player to watch every night but a lot of it comes at the expense of teammates and it's hard to it's hard to compete against the best teams especially in that West it's hard for him to compete and and make the rest of the team better every
0: night I uh, I wish he had a slightly better coach yeah I thought last night which I watched uh, a big chunk of I thought Brooks, who I'm not a fan of, was particularly bad in that game. And uh, to play – he played Cantor and Waiters a combined 70 minutes, which is basically – basically you're daring the Pacers to break their and record Waiters for points. And Waiters was on West. <laughs> yeah. Waiters was guarding West and, some of that game. And Cantor can't guard anybody. No. no he's, he's one of the worst defensive players of all time. But the Pacers put up, I think, 116 or 118, which if you look at their lineup is impossible.
2: Yeah. It's literally impossible. That Dallas game, the Oklahoma-Dallas game, I thought was going to crack a four hundred over at a certain <laughs> point. Like, there's uh, here's what I what I'm kind of curious about with them. Do you think it's better for the Thunder to miss the playoffs but feel like they got a lot of good pieces? Feel like whatever Cantor's deficiencies are, are going to get handled by Ibaka's return. They've got the, one of the best two or three NBA players currently playing coming back, hopefully next season. Good point got Westbrook with this new sort of, like, legend status. I think things could be looking up for them. I think it's almost better to not go in and just get completely swept by the Warriors. And well, my
1: question is, my question is, do you bring back Cantor? Because he's going to be expensive this summer. And, I, I mean, I, I kind of look at him as sort of like, it seems like a great idea to have him on the floor, but then the the defense suffers every time he's out there. And it's been sort of a glaring thing the last month or so. And And if they... If they bring back – if they spend money to bring back Cantor, that sort of takes them out of the running for for anybody else that could help them more.
0: The problem for that, though, is I think they intended him to play with Ibaka all the time, which is what he did initially. Then Ibaka got hurt. So the question they're probably asking is do we bring him back because he's so good with Ibaka? But then you also have McGarry, you also have Stephen Adams. Steven Adams, yeah. KD is probably best off playing stretch four with right. the way the NBA is now. They just have too many guys. So I think Kanter's gonna get overpaid. I think he I think uh somebody will pay him twelve million a year. He's been an eighteen and twelve guy, basically. And yeah. teams are stupid. They don't look at defense.
2: I don't know. I would I would be very tempted if I was if I was uh presti, just because the idea of having a Cantor Ibaka, Westbrook Durant Morrow, whoever th- at the three lineup is very very tempting that seems like an offense that could go punch for punch with the Warriors for the next they also
1: don't want to look cheap this right. summer before KD leaves
0: well it's, it's never stopped them before <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know what to expect for them. I'm ready for – I'm prepared for any OKC story this summer. Who Literally you, anything. Who, which team would you prefer to watch against the Warriors, Pelicans or Thunder? Pelicans. Pelicans. I think OKC has no chance against Golden State. I, I, I think that would be a sweep. I think OKC – I mean I think Golden State would probably shoot between 55 and 65% every yeah. single game in that series. Whereas New Orleans, you know – although I got to say like Davis is another one who's played himself out of my top three MVP.
2: Whereas, whereas like Harden has kind of played himself closer to one, I bet
0: right. Yeah, Davis. Other than what was the like four or five nights ago, he had like a huge second half. Maybe it was he dominated the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for the most part, I haven't feel. I don't feel like he's seized this last month by the balls, where he's like, I, I'm one of the best players now. I'm gonna put. I'm get on my back, guys. I don't feel like that's happened.
1: I think he's still learning. I think. He, I think some of the advanced stats make him look. Better than he actually is. I think he's still learning how to take over games. Agree. Which is why I think seeing him in the playoffs would be more fun than seeing Russ go down shooting with, with Dion Raiders. I, like, I want to see what he's like in the fourth quarter of playoff game. I think of, that will be awesome.
2: And it's fascinating because, like, I, you know. Tyreek and Davis do some fun stuff together with pick and rolls, but I and and there's some sometimes where I'm just like, why isn't that just the only play you run? It's just the pick and roll or pick and pop it with be Davis, every time. yeah. But at the same time, I don't think Tyreek is the ideal partner for Davis in yeah, terms of Tyreke, our Yeah,
1: I'm prepared for fourth quarter. Like once the Pelicans get into the playoffs, watching Tyreek in the fourth quarter is going to drive me insane. Because like I was watching the Warriors the other night, and there are times when he just he just sort of swallows entire possessions and. uh... You're just like, Anthony Davis is sitting right there. He can make anything. And it's Tyreek dribbling for
0: 15 seconds. He reminds me of Westbrook in this respect. Like, I, I always just call Westbrook and still do a 90 10 guy. Like, you love 90%. He brings the 10% you put up with, but it's part of what makes him him. Yeah. Tyreek's like a 72 28 guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like 28% of it's yeah. like, oh. And he's one of those guys in the fourth quarter. I don't, like, he could be in the All Star game. And he'd be like, "I got this." Yeah, yeah. He get has, out of my way. I'm gonna score.
2: He has like a a little uh, a dinghy or a yacht just sort of drifting
0: off of Waiters Island. <laughs> there. Totally right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's just in the marina. He just spends a lot of time there.
0: The whole concept of "I got this" is really fun. Yeah. It's like Isaiah Thomas is like that for the Celtics, but he backs it up. Yeah. And when he does it, it's like, "Oh, cool, Isaiah Thomas. He has this. He's gonna well, get to the rim. He's gonna shoot threes. When Tyreek says it. It feels like 40 to 50% of the time, it's probably not going to end well.
1: Well, the Celtics also don't have anybody else. True. So that makes it easier (laughs) to just hand it to Isaiah Thomas and be like, go do something awesome.
0: How dare you say that about the villain? I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Marcus
0: (laughs) Smart. I think I feel bad for the Pacers because the way it shakes out, I think it's going to be tough for them to make it. And they played really well in that game yesterday. Yeah. C.J. Miles, it was a a heroic performance to try to get himself on my six-man ballot. Which I had already established, and he's trying to get to the third spot. There was something very fitting about
2: the dagger on that game yesterday being, yesterday being like a huge Roy Hibbert dunk. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, if you're getting jammed on by Roy Hibbert to end the season, that's how yeah. that's how so, it was supposed to wrap up for the interior defense of the Thunder.
1: I want to know what the Pacers are going to do this summer because I still I still think that they can try and make a run at a point guard. Like I would love to see Ty Lawson in Indiana. Yeah, uh, they just need a little bit more scoring.
0: Well they have hibbert who can opt out they have west who i can't remember if he's a free agent this year or next year i think he might be a free agent this year they have a chance to totally blow up that team and kind of redo it if they wanted i don't know what the, i don't know what their intention is it certainly seems like they made the right move with lance
2: yeah and it also seems like the east didn't get so drastically better in their down year that they can't be competitive again with a couple of moves you know what i right. mean like this i mean it was health issues but miami didn't really like blow up the way i think people were hoping well, like the day before bosch got diagnosed everybody thought miami might have
0: yeah, the second or third best be-
2: starting five in the eastern conference and and i think a lot of these teams just kind of stayed stayed they sort of plateaued so the pacers can easily be back in contention next year
0: well as usual miami walked through a minefield of dog and somehow walked out with clean sneakers. They're yeah. gonna get they're gonna get the tenth pick in the draft unless somebody jumps them, which is incredible. This is a good draft. Yeah. They're gonna get somebody good. They'll re-sign Dragic. Bosch is gonna come back healthy. White side on the middle. They got White Side for making ten bucks an hour. Yeah. Um and then that's
1: a that's not a bad situation for old Wade to come in and play fifty five games every year. They
0: get McBob back? They get McBob back. They'll probably Jedi mind trick Dang into opting out. Yeah. And then they would, like, no, no, opt out. We'll resign you. And then, like, the Miami Mafia will send you yeah, a right. boat. The
1: and Pat Riley <laughs> Illuminati power move. Yeah, a, carnival,
0: a carnival cruise
2: ship that never yeah. docks. Yeah. Did we, did we tell you to opt out? No, we actually, oh, yeah,
0: we're not going to resign you. Dang
2: signing for Fenerbahce in Turkey. Like, yeah. what's up for that? I like uh,
0: <laughs> I like their team next year. Yeah. And that 10th pick. You know, I, I've been starting to research this draft because I'm, I'm doing the telecast. Does Stanley Johnson fall that far or something
2: like
1: that? Wow, they,
0: they could, that's Kaminsky range, too. Ooh, Kaminsky's a very interesting Miami Heat. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know about that. You don't like that one? Kaminsky in the top
1: ten. I, I, I think that's <laughs> a mistake waiting to happen.
0: Stretch fives are in.
1: It's going to stretch five run. Stretch five who can't guard anybody. Go I, for it.
0: The Celtics are getting either the 15th or 16th pick. And Kaminsky, like, Olinik is our stretch five, and Kaminsky is a much better Olinik. potentially. Yeah, he's just a
1: better version of Olenek.
0: We could just go Olinik and Kaminsky. The uh, Vanilla Thunder pl- platoon would be incredible.
2: <laughs> Sharp, I'm, what, do you, what do you think about this? My plan for the Sixers is that we take our two – like, I know that we're not going to get the Lakers pick, but I really want to pair uh, Kaminsky and Harrison Oh. Yeah, just just to unite those guys. Oh, and bring them back. that's right. And heal <laughs> really? a lot of issues in America. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> hey, Philadelphia could truly be the team of brotherly love then.
1: <laughs> it's all been building to this. Thank <laughs> entire plan. Restoring racial harmony.
0: Hey, um, I have a question for both of you guys, because I made fun of Philly's whole thing about, you know, it's uh, – they they have really nothing tangible to show for the last three years, other than more lottery picks, and maybe Embiid's good, and maybe Sarich will be back, and maybe Nerlens Noel could be good on a good team, yeah. and maybe Robert Covington makes sense if you were actually playing games that mattered. Um, the Philly fans take it really personally.
1: Yeah, if you especially Covington, if you insult Covington, that's I, like their their second son.
0: I like Covington. I think he's a rotation guy. Yeah, he's the but, new Iverson. But how did the Philly owners and front office brainwash the Sixers fans into being all in on on what they're doing? Like, If you're going to do it, this is what I was thinking. I think I'm going to do a mailbag for this week. One of the things I was thinking about was if you're going to do this, this is like a three, four-year commitment to we are bottoming out. Yeah, Just bear with us. This is all going to work out four years from now. So then go to your fans and say, all right, year one, year two, year three. 40% 40% off each year for season tickets. Make a four-year deal with us. Year four, full price. But for these first three years, 40 to 50% off each year. Doesn't that seem fair? If it, like if you're not only going to tank, but you're also going to spend the salary cap floor – and you're gonna save an extra twenty five million on salaries because you're so cheap. Yeah, with a you're cheaping on your payroll. And that wouldn't it make sense to cut the ticket order? Some. Why do I care? Why am I the only one who cares about this? I
2: think that they the counter argument to that would be it's not that they're cheap; they're just spending wisely. Um, but I think I compare as far as, as far as brainwashing and stuff like that, I compare it almost to the way that like a cult TV show functions where it's like the bridge or yeah, even like, you know, I know the Americans has more fans. It's coming back. But like where it's just the, the the remaining people who are watching that show are just like, you don't know, man, this is the best show on television. <laughs> right. But, you know, everybody else is like, yeah, I tried it for a couple episodes and it just wasn't wasn't really working. And I can't believe that there's so many passion. I mean, there's more blog posts about how the Americans are this best show on television than there are actual viewers of the Americans. Americans. Yeah. First
1: of all, hold up, hold up. First of all, <laughs> The Americans is a good show. The Bridge is a good show. So fall back, Chris. <laughs> um, I have uh, I have two theories. I lived with a Sixers blogger. And uh, I have two theories here. Number one, I think the internet has, like Chris said, I think there's, there's mostly, ha- there's a lot of hardcore fans now who have found an outlet to talk about this stuff. And I think a lot of the, like, the only Sixers fans that have stuck around are this hardcore sort of big-picture thinking group that is like, we're willing to wait for three or four years because we're going to be great, even though it doesn't really make sense and there's not a lot of evidence that it's working thus far. I mean, like, they're going to have to pay... Nerlens Noel has been good this year, but they'll have to end up paying him, like, $100 million in two years when the cap goes up. Right. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing is, um, I think that the Sixers specifically had been treading water as like, a, as like a sixth or seventh seed in the East for like five or six years and making like stupid move after stupid move that at some point I think the fans were just ready to do anything different. And that's, what, that's the one thing that I, I kind of understand about why they're willing to see this through is they had basically been treading water with like Drew Holiday on a team that was never going to do anything anyways.
0: I so
2: think I,
1: it when I, makes sense.
2: When I was, you know, the, I, my initial problem with the with the with the rebuild was more that it, it made me confront the idea that I really liked that second to last Doug Collins team, the one that yeah. that beat the Bulls, even though they didn't have Rose. That's when he got hurt, and then took the Celtics to six um, in this Eastern Conference semifinals. Seven. And I I was I basically like admitted to myself after like the they began really tearing it all down that I I I understand that the goal should be a title, but I really enjoyed. Like just having a team in the playoffs that's competitive. And winning
1: can be fun. And that just like, you
2: know, winning, winning 40 some games is like enjoyable. And that engages me for a series of months. It's it was it was more of like a thing where I was like I'm not gonna watch this team I'm not gonna there's too much other stuff to do there's too much other good basketball to watch there's too much other sports to watch other TV shows to watch to watch them do this every night and so I'm I'm sort of out on that but actually like over the last couple of months as KJ Jan- McDaniel's plays one and a half minutes for the Rockets and Michael Carter Williams brings back another lottery pick for us I'm kind of like maybe he's right like maybe this is gonna
0: work. Wow! You I don't have, know why. I mean, like, I just wow. I don't know, man. I, I
2: think it, but it's not. It, you know, maybe he he hits on these picks. Maybe he doesn't. But he hasn't made any bad moves yet.
0: No.
1: Yeah. He's everything made- everything is completely defensible within a vacuum until you look up and realize that you've wasted three years. And the other thing is, is that, like, I think that winning actually helps attract other guys, and you can get lucky. And sort of like you look at what happened with the Grizzlies. I mean, they they sort of. There was never any grand blueprint, but they they brought together a, a group of people who have been really good the last three or four years, and I don't think anyone in Memphis would trade that for yeah. what the Sixers are doing.
0: Chris made that, that point about, all right, I get it, but you're going to throw away five years here, basically, before you even have a hint of, being a playoff but team. But don't you think we're it's almost... Long,
2: five years is a long time. But we're thinking pre-league pass days. Like, I'm not throwing away anything. I can go yeah, watch the true. Thunder true. if I want to. It used to be that, like, you'd have your national games and you'd have your local cable channel that showed the Sixers or whatever. And that was like, if you were, a, you were a guy living in Philadelphia, that was your exposure to NBA basketball. But now it's like, you know, you can watch, I can watch the Sixers from LA and Philadelphians can watch the Clippers or the Thunder or the the, the Rockets if they want to. And I that's feel why I like,
1: think this is working.
2: Yeah, and all Also, I think that it's pretty transparent that this is a competitive rebuild. This is not about tearing down and stripping a franchise of its assets and then trying to sell it and move it to Seattle or something like that. Like I'm pretty convinced that this is – they're going to try and go for it.
0: Well, so I have two points that, that even though they're separate, collide. One is that everybody points to the Thunder as the motto for this, right? Right. I think that's ludicrous because I don't know if we'll ever see anything like what the Thunder did again.
1: Yeah, like, never again. They
0: just luck out with Duran Odin. Like if they get the first pick, they're taking Odin. Um Abaka was one of the great, you know, twenty in the twenties foreign pick that's ever happened. Right. Westbrook, um, you know, that was just an awesome pick and they stumbled into this guy was who was Drew. great. Yeah, I mean he could have gone third. Um, Harden I mean they they made three great picks and it turned out that not only were they great picks they took three guys who are now three of the seven best guys in the league yeah. or three of the eight best guys I just don't think we're going to see that again like that's your all-time best case scenario and it reminds me of the other point I was going to make was people always talk about oh the old 4 Pistons like when you talk about the surprise teams that won the title Yeah, that was a freaking fluke Like, first of all, you have the, they get Rashid Wallace at the trade deadline, which is great. They had this team that was a really good defensive team, but it was a weird time for the league. You had some injuries, that weird Lakers situation, Shaq and Kobe itself combusted, Carl Malone gets hurt the round before, KG in Minnesota. Like, it was just, it was kind of the right team at the right time. I don't know if we can point to that and say that's going to happen. Basically, I think that's something that would happen like every 30 years. Right. Usually the best the, usually the best 3 or 4 teams are going to be in the finals.
1: Well, and the Sixers would say the Sixers army of scientologists would say <laughs> that that's why we are tanking because they need to get like one or two franchise changing superstars because the Pistons the, the Pistons model doesn't work. And
2: the crazy thing is is that if he see if he just like everybody on this phone call and most people who watch basketball would say Michael Carter Williams is probably not going to be an all star point guard and a found foundational point guard
0: for your team. So and why not saw- trade
2: him and maybe get D'Angelo Russell or whoever? Right. You know what I he mean? got like, out right away. Yeah.
0: Um, the problem is they were pimping Michael Carter Williams for a while. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like no, actually he wasn't that good. <laughs> so now you're pimping a bead. Yeah. It's just it's kind of funny. I, I, as I wrote on Friday, it's either going to work. And they're gonna have a really good team. Or we'll be talking about this for the next fifty years. Like what a freaking disaster. I think that there's no in between that. They're the first like a rebuild team
2: that's like conscious of the rebuild. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're the rebuilding team in the in the, the 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 most rebuilding team in the rebuilding era. It's almost like the computer that has AI or well, something like that. Self-righteous,
1: yeah. About it. yeah but I it's mean, because they're to...
2: self-aware. It's because they're like transparently saying, like we are building that, we are t- tearing this down, and we are gambling that one of Embiid and Noel is going to become a foundational big guy, and that we are going to maybe get the next Dirk in Dario Sarge, but if not, we're still going to try and maybe go for for D'Angelo Russell or Justice Winslow or a good wing, and one of these guys has got to be good, and we may Whoa. not get the Harden uh, Westbrook Chris Durant is fired up. I am, my I'm getting problem, fired up,
1: I'm going clear! <laughs> my problem with it is that the fans don't talk about it like it's a gamble. They talk about it like this is a blueprint and hanky knows exactly what he's doing and we are going to be in we are going to be title contenders by 2018 and like that is just a ridiculous statement like bill said like the odds of pulling off what the thunder did are one in uh, 1000 and uh i I, like i just think that this is a a much riskier play and in the meantime you're sabotaging like
0: entire seasons at a time
2: that doesn't surprise me though philadelphia People really love to brag. And if we can't brag about Ish Smith, we're going to brag about the GM.
0: Well, don't you feel like it's it, there's a little bit of a Russian roulette aspect to this? Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, all right, Joel Embiid. We know he's hurt. He's going to miss one year. If he's a franchise center, and I thought he was the best guy in that draft last year. I was wrong on Wiggins. I didn't realize Wiggins was going to be that good. If we're right on Embiid, maybe 30% chance he becomes a franchise guy. 30% chance he's an all-star center. Maybe 20% chance he's a starter. And 20% he's out of the league in five years. So we're just going to play these odds. But now you're doing it with Sarge too. Now you're doing it with this lottery pick. And it's like at some point you combine all those odds and it's not as realistic as people think. Here's the thing. In the
2: same piece that you wrote on Friday, though, you, you were talking about, like, isn't it amazing that we're thinking of Flip Saunders as this good GM, although he's also got all this money tied yep. up in Pekovic, Kevin Martin, Chase Budinger, the one, 10 terrible l- moves. the one decent ankle
0: of Ricky Rubio or whatever. Yep. We didn't do that. Sixers didn't, don't have any money tied up in bad vets. And that's the hinky case, right? Yeah. One good move... And the other stuff doesn't matter, right? right. Yeah. So if he lucks out this year and Justice Winslow turns into the next combination of James Harden and <laughs> Paul George and five other awesome perimeter guys, yeah. combined with the other stuff he did, it's like Sam Hick is a genius. Right. But let's say somebody takes Justice Winslow right before him and he ends up with D'Angelo Russell. And two years from now, we're like, what the hell is D'Angelo Russell? I don't even know what position he is, that he's not a genius. It's also the
2: like it's the most amazing test case of nature, and nurture, and NBA development because you look at guys like jimmy butler paul george all these people you just mentioned were put in pretty decent situations to start their career yeah they've got a great larry point. bird they've got veterans they've got teams that are in and out of playoff contention the the sixers don't have that then and, and that's something that michael carter williams has talked about with being on the bucks he's just been like it's just a different situation you've got veterans we're yeah. going for the playoffs you and know played- and, and, and you wonder what Giannis would look
0: like on the sixers on philly yeah wouldn't it be great what were you going to say, Sharp?
1: Uh, well, yeah, no. I mean, MCW is playing meaningful minutes in the fourth quarter for the first time of his life. And, like, it, he's... There are games where you're like, "Oh my God, what did the Bucks do?" But then there are games where you're like, "Wow, this could actually go somewhere with him and him and Giannis and the rest of that." There's so much length on the Bucks. It's like that that team could be kind of fun.
2: Yeah, it's not like they played. I mean, we I kind of laughed at them when the Bucks did that just because I also thought that Brandon Knight was a decent option for them. But it's not like they were playing pin the tail on the donkey. Like they were like this guy very much fits. Right. The physical, like sort of template we want our players to have, and we we think we can
0: fix his jumper. Tall guys who who switch on defensive yeah. rotations. Hey, you know, people are asking me the last two months, like, why do you want the Celtics to make the playoffs? Why do you want the lottery pick? And first of all, it's the difference between like the ninth pick and the fourteenth or fifteenth pick. This is a seven or eight player draft, so at that point, you're in the second tier anyway. And at that point, you don't know who you're going to like Nurkic. Turned out to be a better pick than Noah Noah Vonley at number nine, right? Like you just – once you get to 9 to 15, it comes down to do you have good scouting or not. Uh, But I think it's so important for young guys to be in the playoffs, to feel what it's like, get your feet wet. I forget what year OKC had their first series. I think it might have been against Dallas or the Lakers, one of those teams. They lost in round one, but they had a couple games, and it's like you can't tell me that's not important to be on national TV, feel different stakes, to get your crowd into it. Yeah, like, every possession mattering. Yeah, yeah it a made a huge
1: difference for John Wall last year. I mean, he's a completely different player after that experience, and the the whole Wizards team like sort of hit another level before before Whitman ruined everything. But yeah, it, <laughs> that, it's, def, it's definitely like a big step for any any young star that's but, the I
2: mean for all the comedy that came out of it that's sort of the most disappointing thing about what happened to the Kings this year is that I thought if Boogie had gone to the playoffs it would have been a perfect progression from him from Team USA to then go into like the postseason and like it really would have helped his development I think he could have become like this like all NBA t- t- caliber player. If like they, they you know, I heard you saying like, you, you can't really vote for him for all. I, I can't. Men. He only
0: played 59 games. Right. right but like, so and now. they're shutting him down now, yeah.
2: but like,
1: it
0: would have just been, it
2: would have been great. I mean, like, I don't know if they would have, if they would have made the playoffs that they had kept Mike Malone, but like, I think that they would have
0: been in and around Phoenix and Oklahoma if they had. So I think they're going to trade him this summer.
1: Hmm. Good. And it's time. Why?
0: This is very important. I don't want a blog to be like headlines. Like this isn't an inside info thing yet. I just think it's just I have like a gut feeling on this. Um, this is the time to trade him. I think he's fed up. I think he's if you if you follow if you're a boogieologist like I am, right? I think he's probably at the end of the line with this team and this ownership and the dysfunction and all the different hirings, different coaches. I don't. The George Carl thing wasn't great for him. Um, but there's a couple teams out there that could overpay for him. Like for instance, is, no, <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think we're in the game on this. Because if you're Orlando, hmm. let's say you have the let's <gasps> say you have the fifth pick, huh? You call the Kings and you say, "Nick Vucevic and our fifth pick for Boogie right now." The problem
2: is, is that you call the Kings front office and nine phones light up. And nine different guys pick up and say, hello, Sacramento the Kings Moby general manager's Bloody office. P-Vog.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say Vlade was going to be it's outside gonna be like the office. It's going to Roger on last call.
2: night's uh, Mad Men with like two phones up
0: to his head and three secretaries. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Vlade was out in the building <laughs> like, I missed your call. I'm so sorry. I was having a cigarette. But I think Orlando, Orlando is also at the point where they should kind of go in on a piece like that. And if... You boogie, you Alfred Payton, Oladipo. You bring back Tobias Harris. You know there's some some pieces going yeah. on there. I think
1: the Kings the Kings would want one of Oladipo or Payton in that deal.
0: Nah. If you're the Kings, you don't trade Boogie for Vucevic in the number five pick. I, I
1: mean, would
0: I would do that because he's going to leave anyway in two years. I would do yeah. that. That's a great haul for him.
1: Yeah, I think I think Boogie. I think it's definitely time for Boogie because you look at the Kings. I mean, like. Rudy Gay had a quietly really good year this year, and yeah, he uh, did. It's, it's hard to imagine how, how they get better from, from what this team was. I mean, obviously, Boogie being healthy would have changed things a little bit, but then they're what? In the ninth or tenth spot. So, Well,
0: to be fair to the Kings fans, if I were a Kings fan, I would not want to trade Boogie.
1: Definitely I'm not, not saying no. this
0: is the right move but i also think we're at the point where if he starts if he if he and his – he has dan fagan is his agent and if they decide it's time let's get let's get the him hell him out that out of here you can't blame him All the point guards three guys running the team four coaches
2: and now this offseason you have to imagine carl's going to want to bring in some of his own guys to play which means yet another group of people that he has to get used to he's obviously a creature of habit he probably doesn't get along with new people that
0: well like boogie i'm saying i think the carl thing was a mistake De- Denver is another possibility for him because they're going to have I think I think they have uh they have their lottery pick this year. They can swap picks with the Knicks next mm-hmm. year. They have Ty Lawson who George Carl loves, Fareed. like they have the type of pieces that they could make a Boogie mega deal, but if I'm the Kings, I would never trade Boogie in the West. Would you I'd send him to the other conference?
2: If you if the Lakers would you do if you were the Whoa. Lakers
0: would you trade their first round pick for Boogie? Top four pick for a boogie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. So you'd have Boogie, Julius Randle, Kobe, Rondo. <laughs> Rondo. Rondo's going there. Rondo at a discount now. Yeah. I still think that's a Kevin Love stealth destination. This Kevin Love, yeah. I do. I do. I think oh. that's because if you're Kevin Love, no matter what happens with the Cavs, you win the title, you do the Darrell Rivas, you leave. If you don't win the title, you're going to get blamed. Yeah, we
2: were talking about this the other day in our. uh, We were talking about playoff matchups we want to have happen. And. Oh, no, sorry. Jason Concepcion wrote this thing about how. Uh, oh, what the, uh, yeah, yeah. The what, best what, case what makes scenario? it worth it? Like, what, yeah. like what, will, what will constitute a not disappointing season? And he hit on the point that we've been talking about a lot, which is that the margin of error for Kevin Love and the Cavs in this postseason is very slim. They either have to win the title, in which case, like you said, the Revis thing happens, or if they lose, it can't be because of him. Right, they have to get right. just far enough for it to be like oh, okay we're going in the right direction but if they lose he has to lose scoring double doubles and being on the floor in the fourth quarter because otherwise he's going to be like screw this and I think LeBron might be like I'll pick and your bags
1: I think we're at the point now where you blame the Cavs more for not figuring out a way to integrate him into the offense than I would blame Love
0: or, you, or, he, or he's a little more hurt than we realize But so you guys don't know this because you, you don't have a gambling problem like I do <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the Cavs odds are to win the east right now?
2: Offshore Sharp, you got to answer this one. Uh 2 to 1.
0: They are uh minus 300 to win the east as a 2 seed, which I can't remember happening since the days of Shaq and Kobe. Um Which I mean, you look at look at
1: the rest of the east. It's hard to it's hard to argue that anyone else, I mean, I guess the Hawks?
0: Sharp, I've looked at the east. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. And uh and cousin Sal and I have Cavs minus three hundred parlayed with Floyd Mayweather on May second. We're very proud of this yeah. bet. I'd really be. I I know we're going to lose one of the two because Sal and I always lose when we do pig parlays together. But I can't for the life of me figure out how the Cavs don't make the finals because yeah. now that you have Thabo out and you have Millsap with this Millsap with the shoulder thing and yeah.
2: Antich with possible yeah. legal
0: problems. Yeah, and, and and I I just don't see it. I don't see I like anybody go near them.
1: I like the Bulls as the biggest challenger.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think well, especially the Bulls are. If they play, we're taping this on a Monday. The Bulls need to throw tonight's game. (laughs) Lock in a number four. You get you get Whitman in round one. Oh man, (laughs) (laughs) here we go. And then in round two, you get to skip the Cavs. Yeah, you get four or five round one. Then you get the Hawks in round two. They're too big for the Hawks. And if they
1: come in, if the Bulls come in after winning two series and get a little momentum rolling before they play Cleveland that'll be a good series.
0: And then Tibbs before game 7 could be like game 7 of the Cavs. <laughs> I'm not I'm not coaching unless I get an extension right now or like you have to fire Gar Foreman or I'm not coaching this game. Like he could pull a total sports movie move on somebody. I I agree with you. I think the Bulls are the threat. If they're in the 4 seed, that's the team that could give the Cavs trouble. Um I know. saw
2: that Derrick Rose. Uh, they, they had something up on ESPN today about Derrick Rose saying that you know his rehab was
0: hell. He's always going through hell.
1: coming, coming back out the other side. <laughs>
0: he's, he has a three hundred million dollar <laughs> shoe contract that he makes twenty million a year.
1: Yeah, it's the rough. shoe deal. The shoe deal doesn't get mentioned off Never. often enough. He's, you know, he's doing fine.
0: You know, it's it is funny. Like LeBron and Chris Paul are going to play the whole poverty thing when when we have the impending lockout yeah. coming up, and superstars need to make more money. And the NBA is such a great way to shut that down. It's like, you're right. You guys probably are underpaid. But um, how much money do you make off the court? Right. Because you play for us? Like, Braun's making like $50 million a year off the court or something. It's because he plays in the NBA. So that that's going to be an in- interesting uh, stare down. Clips. All right. Let, let's just, there's no way to predict the, <laughs> the series in round one, but Clips Grizzlies. Yeah would be oh, super man. fun and i feel like somebody might die.
2: I think that and that also Blake like Griffin. the grizzlies have been flagging a little bit but i think that wakes up the bear. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah.
0: Portland Houston i think would be fun?
1: Yeah. I I I like the grizzlies. I think the grizzlies have been sort of lurking for the last couple of weeks and I, if if Mike Conley's healthy i think they're going to make a nice little run here.
0: Well that's the problem is he's sucked for two months. And, yeah, uh, and clearly he also has some tried sort to play, He in. seems
2: like he tried to play through a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, when yeah. he Didn't need to probably. Yeah, he uh, he just hasn't looked good. Gasol hasn't looked the same either. Like Gasol was incredible. The those Jeff Green first trade, man. Mid-season trades are just kind of they're always a crapshoot.
1: I, I mean, still I can't bet against Zebo and Tony Allen and to to come up huge in the playoffs and scare somebody.
0: We Grantland just has so many corners that we just live <laughs> on. Yeah. zebo and tony westbrook westbrook
2: for life i just can't i can't uh, wait to see blake and zach again like that's just that's just one of my favorite annual traditions is watching those two i love
0: zebo even more after steven jackson oh yeah Talking about the guys who don't play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's going to get to a point, And once it gets to that yeah. point, the Congo,
2: forget it. <laughs> but but Zebo, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Forget what Sergey Baca went through yeah. as a kid. uh But Zebo being on that thing, and, and uh that'd be a great one. I think San Antonio Dallas would be fun just because Dallas somehow knows how to play San Antonio. Yeah. San Antonio will win the series, but there's always those moments where you go, oh, wow. That's it's also, also going to have this.
2: like probably the, it's going to be the best coached series, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah,
0: and Dirk will come up huge
1: in a couple games. He's he's had a, a rough couple of months, but I think the playoffs will bring out
0: the best in him. The one thing I will say, I, and I don't know anything about who's going to play what. Nobody does. he has got three days left, but. If I'm Houston, I don't want any part of San Antonio because I don't think they. I think if those teams played ten times, I think San Antonio wins nine. So
2: Dwight, it's no Beverly, no Demo, and Dwight just up and down with Kawhi Nisa. just ruins yeah. Harden, and it's then just, you take, that's it. It's yeah. like
0: it's almost like the Belichick. I don't know thing. if Houston can get by Portland,
2: like with the with the line with the team that they're bringing into if they have to if they wind up against the Blazers. Like
0: I don't it is know. It's great. It's I great. think That's
1: their only chance.
0: It's great for Portland because you can hide Lillard, yeah. on defense. I love this whole thing where Lord like took it personally that his no you're terrible at defense, David Lord. <laughs> Teams have guys have career nights against you over and over again. You're gonna be kidding me. Uh, but you know Portland still. If you're down three two and you're in Portland for do, are they guaranteed four seed? They are right. Yeah, yeah, they because because of the Pacific yeah. Division.
1: Oh things. yeah.
0: So if you're down, if it's three three going into Game Seven, that's a tough place to yeah. play. Got some, got really got some ghosts there too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They have they. Have, they'll show the par. Oh, the Parsons done on the team anymore.
2: Maybe maybe they bring Parsons to sit courtside. They fly him up <laughs> on an off day.
0: I love that you guys both. Tried to pretend that you'd rather see New Orleans in round one than than OKC when both of you would just mark out for Westbrook. You'd be wearing Westbrook t-shirts. <laughs> Look, no, I'm not no. saying I
2: don't have 300 words of a draft called five Ways the, the OKC Could Beat the Warriors" <laughs> already <laughs> written, but I'm I just I just there's part of me that's like you almost want to see them put out of their misery. Uh, well, I yeah. think
1: Westbrook's I think Westbrook's season becomes cooler if they miss the playoffs. Like it's it's more legendary what he did on this team. And then I think watching him watching him sort of get exposed by the Warriors would just be painful for us. Yeah, everybody. this way he
2: shows up on uh on the TNT show dressed up like Luigi
0: from Super Mario Brothers and gets to be like a commentator or something, yeah. oh, that'd be great. I love when they do that. <laughs> I remember one year they had uh I think it was Gary Payton. I'm talking like twelve years yeah. ago. Was was in that era. And I think it was Gary Payton and it was just the most incredible night of my life. <laughs> it was early. I don't give a crap. Gary. Yeah, Payton, he's like, I didn't know that been... I
2: I had to worry about getting a job yeah, for this Gary, yeah, Payton, Right. Yeah. I don't,
0: or we're not on live, right? I could say anything, but they were on live. Uh, yeah. Westbrook. There was a funny story last night about on ESPN.com by Rhys Young about the game he played yesterday. And, uh, and at, well, they said he was so mad when he sat down like he almost broke the chair and then there was some heckler behind yeah. him yelling at him yeah. <laughs> and Westbrook got mad and security had to come over and tell the guy to calm down I'm thinking like What's happening to sports? Like you can't (laughs) yell at players anymore. (laughs) Oh, so oh, Russell might get his feelings hurt. Like no, I think it's
2: actually literally like you can yell at him, but we just can't guarantee that this won't like this won't go. I think they were
0: preventing (laughs) our test melee. Yeah,
2: because he he when he was coming back to the bench, like the whole bench parted like the Red Sea, so he could start slamming chairs down. So I think he was like, I mean, he he tried. He's probably dinged up as much as anybody. And he tried his what every trick he had yesterday, and it, it wasn't enough.
0: OKC, okay, just in general, how that how they treat everybody's perception of their team. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like they're covering up a crime scene at all times. <laughs> it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's, it's it, also
1: it's the one thing that's kind of annoying about Westbrook is that when he'll go out and take forty five shots, the first thing you hear is people defending him, right. and defending every decision he made, and it's like, listen. I love Westbrook because he's insane. I, and, yeah. and, like, this is <laughs> reckless. But uh, you have people being like, let Westbrook be Westbrook. And I'm like, yes, definitely. But this this isn't, like, Steph Curry. This isn't, like, the the best way to play point guard. But oh. he, he, he almost makes it work, which is what's so amazing.
0: He took, I think it was the 10th most shot since 1986 in a game yesterday.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of insane, too, because, like, I'll be watching Thunder games, and it'll be like moro is nine for nine from three right <laughs> but he's yeah. he at least touched the ball nine times yeah. like, every single time he'll shoot it from his hip 35 feet out with a guy tripping him and it's still like uh no he's he's just
0: getting and he can done. almost pull it off i know it's wild the Celtics played them and westbrook was kind of on cruise control in the first half and marcus smart was home he's or like where he went to college and he was playing really well and uh I think the Celts were like up like eight or ten going into halftime, and at some point in the second quarter, Smart decided he was going to say to Westbrook, "Right, ooh." And uh, it was just a terrible idea for so many reasons, but and you could just see it and watching on TV. All of a sudden, Westbrook's like, man, he's looking at the bench. He's like getting starting to do Westbrook things, and it's like. Out of all the dumb things Marcus Smart's done this year, I love Marcus Smart. <laughs> yeah. I'll defend Marcus Smart, but he'll, you know, he'll take the random twenty-nine footer for no reason at all, and he'll do dumb shit every once in a while. But this was easily the dumbest thing he's done all season.
2: Sharp, here's a question for you because going off of this idea is. Draymond has been getting very chippy over the last couple of months. I feel like the, Ooh, he's Draymond very Westbrook? He's become very aware of his like the cult of Draymond Definitely. and what people he's expect bu- from he's him,
1: buying into the hype.
2: But a lot of it is either like, you know, chirping at the Pelicans or like, you know, ch- chirping at the Clippers. He's going he's gonna to hit some, some real dudes coming up in the second round, third round of the playoffs. Who do you think is like a really perfect Draymond uh, rival
0: coming up?
1: Blake? I want to I watch Draymond and Zebo go back and forth <laughs> no. for seven games. No.
0: <laughs> Michigan happen. State guys. We have to put extra security. No, neither yeah, there neither won't be one mi- of
1: those guys bluff. <laughs> there won't be <laughs>
0: Michigan State crime.
1: No. Yeah, seriously. Poor, poor Craig Gaines.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be terrible for him. Yeah, Draymond I, – I think yeah, – I'm, I'm with you on the cult of Draymond. I do feel like he'll be spreading his wings. Like and, he's
2: going to yell at Tim Duncan or something.
0: I have personal knowledge of a couple of the things that he said <laughs> <Yeah>. to opponents. <laughs> so do we. Yeah, all of us do. Yeah. And – uh and it crossed every line yeah. that I knew existed. I'm surprised it I haven't seen an, so a so guy more. cry yeah. out on there, like, start
2: just sort of, like, tearing up
0: a little bit. Like It didn't <laughs> even cross the line. It just blew it up and yeah. detonated it. Uh, all right, let's quickly go. You guys, we do the Triangle All-Stars yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. And uh, you have a preseason team. And then at the end of the year, we acknowledge um, some achievers. Yeah, our achievers—people who have captured our imagination and and love. Yeah, maybe not the affection. not the
2: box score, maybe not the most efficient guys in the league.
0: Yeah, this isn't <laughs> this isn't James Harden, Anthony Davis, Chris Paul. This is winners me. in our heart. Yeah, up and comers, role players, people who have kind of made following the NBA and social media more fun. So we haven't narrowed it down yet to a top twelve, but we're just going to go quickly through the list, and maybe we can eliminate one or two people right now. Victor Oladipo and Alfred Payton. Could they go in together as a tandem? Has they that happened have to. before, Most
2: exciting young backcourt in the league that does everything that most backcourts in the league don't do. So no <laughs> long-range shooting. Yeah, right. No, you know,
1: can't shoot at all. Yeah.
2: It's the
0: f*** you Sloan Conference backcourt.
2: It's like two young Joe Johnsons who haven't learned to shoot three three-pointers yet. Just like... They can D-up everybody. They both drive constantly. That's why I bet, I don't know about Boogie being on the Magic, he'd be like, why are these two young guys running at me every single time right. I come down
1: the floor? <laughs> I also like Alfred Payton's hair. Yeah, his Hair alone makes him a winner. And then he, he also, his game is kind of like a more evolved version of Patrick Beverly. Like, he's not going at people's knees every time, but he's got that same sort of psychotic
0: energy. I really liked him in the draft, and... uh I remember when the Kings passed on him. It sucks to do the draft for in this respect. You don't have enough time to talk about the picks. Say so it's five minutes. You're zooming through, and like when they took Stauskas, like I like Stauskas as a pick, yeah, but not not for the Kings and not where they took him, and it just didn't make sense. And we did not have enough time to talk about it. I thought they should take an Alfred Payton, but um, perfect spot too. They were just like you're a starting player, yeah. Guard. And you instead know, like they that. went and they spent money on point guards and they have a redundant whatever, but. Uh, all right, so those are two candidates. We have to talk about maybe teaming them together. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas has to be on the team. I'm not going to make the case for him. Also, but You guys know he needs to be this on the was a, team. This
1: was a Simmons mandate, but he's on there. But I
2: will say, you know, we like to give guys on, on the Triangle All Stars roles because it's important for guys to know their role. Isaiah Thomas glue guy. Who would have guessed? <laughs> Jack McMullen article today talks about him like he's basically Great. like the second coming of John Havlicek out there. Like he's the best.
1: Yeah, after, after tearing apart
0: the Suns. Yeah, after tearing apart the Suns and getting run out of the Sacramento. All right, so this was one of my cases for Isaiah Thomas. Everyone in Sacramento loved him. He obviously had something going on with Boogie, but yeah. I think uh, I think the fans loved him. He played with a certain, He wasn't like a cancer there. Then he goes to Phoenix. They have five point guards. That team is insane. Yeah, that team has the Morris twins and PJ Tucker and Gerald Green. And they have Dragic, who was clearly unhappy. Like, how is this Isaiah Thomas's fault? Yeah, they put together like this personality mismatch. All right, My- and then also,
1: I mean, on the Celtics, every time he comes on the court, like it, it the game becomes more fun. So he's he's definitely a Triangle All Star. I also think he's made a bigger impact than Goran Dragic has in the East. What? Well, Two months.
0: So Wade tried to maim him, which he so often does with Boston <laughs> athletes, and that didn't even work. If I vote for Isaiah Thomas for six man, does that make me a homer? Uh, no I think comment. you're straight. Yeah. <laughs> He's averaging 19 a game. Look, can the six, six, man, six be man be traded?
1: Is, six man is the most random award the NBA has. You okay. might as well just, yeah, can't just Rudy, go for can, it. Can't
0: Rudy Gobert, who's also on this list, win, win six man? Yeah, or he is, started like half the game. Isaiah is like a real six man. Okay. I was thinking Iguodala. Lou Williams, like everybody's like, oh Lou Williams. It's like I watch basketball. Like I've seen Lou Williams shoot them out of games too. Right, you Isaiah know? Thomas
1: is a better is a better version of Lou Williams. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's. If you said to any basketball fan, I'm starting a team. Who would you rather have, Lou Williams or Isaiah Thomas? Doesn't everyone take Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, 10 out of 10. Or Am I crazy? Okay mozgov is on here how come just
2: because of his local advertising oh, Okay. Uh, timothy mozgov great. is recently uh, not only did he save the cap season so there's that yeah but he also has been appearing in some local local cleveland beer garden ads uh sporting a a commando era schwarzenegger accent and talking about <laughs> get this weak stuff out of here and just like knocks beer it. off the table yeah, he so. looks
1: like a hostage in those ads <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's great i also the uh one of my favorite moments in BS Report history is when Brian Winhorst said that uh, that LeBron was slumped against a hotel wall, and then he saw Timothy Mozgov walk in, and, and he was filled with hope for the rest of the season.
0: This is great. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rudy Gay's on here? No, Rudy Gobert. Sorry. Oh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Okay. Stifle, so yeah, just because he's to. got a great nickname. We don't have to explain Rudy, Giannis, or Boogie. No. Nerlens. Interesting. Is This well, a homer pick.
2: Yeah, this is my homer pick, but it's also just like... Seeing him, even if he is like a ex- more exciting young Theo Ratliff, I've, I've, I was not, I was always a fan of Theo Ratliff. And Me New too. Orleans, I like I, Theo Ratliff. New Orleans is definitely in that place where anything within about 10 feet of the backboard is getting dunked or blocked on one end of the floor or the other.
0: So he's a really exciting player. And he's got a sneaky, if he has the ball at the foul line, he's got this sneaky one step drive yeah. to the basket that I kind of like. You know, a couple Sixer fans were like, yeah, you don't know anything about New Orleans comparing him to Theo Ratliff. It's like Theo Ratliff was really good. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some of the people that read Grantland are under twenty or something. But like Theo Ratliff was a good basketball player.
1: Yeah, I think he t- Theo Ratliff tailed off at the end, but he had like five or six really good years.
0: Yeah, people remember the Theo Ratliff's expiring and contract. And he's got he's right. getting traded eighteen but times. But like yeah. when you traded him from Matumbo, the team was at one seed yeah. when the trade happened. Uh, Boogie, we don't have to explain. Miritich has been. I, I mean, a incredible beard. I don't know how we leave him off. Yeah, I mean, just
2: even if he is thirty-seven, probably in reality, like great. Honestly,
0: rookie. this but this bull
1: season could have been a lot more depressing if not for Miritich coming on over the last like two and a half months. Yeah, and really started tearing things up.
0: Reggie Jackson,
2: just because of the... uh, (laughs) That was my pick. This is sharp, but I like the idea of thinking about Reggie in relationship to DeAndre and uh, contract years and performances during contract years. And, like, if you looked at those guys' as stocks and how they rose and fell over the course of the year, and also just the way, like... Doc's been out here trying to get DeAndre a max contract all season long, you know, advocating yeah. for him to be. And basically, the Thunder had Reggie's bags packed. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, no. and, but he—he's uh, Detroit's having a nice end of the season,
1: right? This was this was the most disastrous, drama-filled contract year I've ever seen. Yeah, and uh, I mean. First of all, Reggie needs someone in his corner, and the triangle is going to be there. <laughs> um, but second of all, like I will remember this for years to come, as far as contract years are concerned, because I've just never seen anybody have have things go worse.
0: Well, it's funny now because Reggie Jackson had some had a couple good weeks there. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh, you got to get rid of Monroe," because. Reggie Jackson yeah. needs room to operate. Yeah. It's like uh, I don't know if that's my number one he reason. He stands like uh we're going to try and sign Monroe. Like yeah. he's a good player. I think uh the the Monroe Knicks stuff finally came out. People have been talking about that yeah. for a while. I think Monroe's going to the Knicks. I, I would lock that one down. Deion Waiters, I just, he's our patron saint.
2: Yeah. Uh he he will probably be playing in Greece in 2 years, but while it lasts, it's been amazing. You know, I
1: also I have a vested interest in Oklahoma City dysfunction, and uh, <laughs> <All right. laughs> I don't know, you know what we're to write about a, if we didn't have a, it. He's our stealth
0: agent, J.R. Smith. I like because his career was turned around by moving to Cleveland.
2: Yeah, and that Cleveland is so boring that it it's, yeah, it's it, great it, for it, him. It saved his nightlife uh, activities from just derailing his his career.
1: Did hmm. you see him lecturing the f- lecturing fellow NBA players about? Uh, what to do at the club at 4 a.m.
2: Yes. It what, like the
1: rules of engagement. Just get out.
2: <laughs> uh, it's kind of like Jordan Belfort going around and talking about how to be a good trader. <laughs> right. Boston <laughs> Rivers. I mean, this has been uh, quietly my favorite story of the year. Just the fact that he's still a professional basketball player. It's like in a NBA. reality
1: show. And yeah.
2: the fact that there are videos circulating of Blake Griffin mocking him to his face yeah. at Clippers practice. Yeah. And yeah, then giving him a little bit of a hug. But the Not idea really. of they like... Made it. I've actually never seen an NBA player be like, here's a funny video of how you play, and you're garbage. (laughs) And then the guy's just like, I I have to take it, because basically the only reason I'm here is because my dad is the coach. Well,
1: you also have Doc. Doc's going to have to decide whether to re-sign him this summer, which is a fun subplot for the playoffs.
0: Another fun contract. The Celtics were going to send him to Maine to play for the Red Claws. Yeah. The, to the, for, J, the James Young Red Claws. Yeah, it was going to be him and James <laughs> Young leading the main Red Claws to a title. I, it feels like Kent Bazemore is missing. Well, we we, we don't have a really
2: great bench celebration guy, guy on guy. Yeah, Barboza has kind of taken that out, uh, taken on that role for the Warriors. W- what about you, Sharp? Do you have a bench guy you like?
1: Uh, oh, my God. I cannot believe we forgot Mitch McGarry. Oh, oh yeah, but McGarry's got to be
0: on there. Doing Lord of the Dance when uh, when people <laughs> dunk. Yeah, McGarry's got to be on. And also, uh, I'm just gonna say it. I think Perkins needs to be considered.
1: Wow, wow. it's
0: been an amazing. He's now fully established himself as the I can't move anymore, but the one thing I can do is give you a hard foul. Yeah, he and he the keeps other thing, the locker I can- room in line. He's gonna yeah. separate somebody's shoulder in the playoffs. For and sure. the other thing I can do is. If we're up or down twenty five, and you run a set play for me, I'm going to throw a jump hook against the backboard, <laughs> and it might kill somebody.
1: But that's happening. Yeah, but I I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the OKC playoff games where they they go into him for the first three touches, just to get yeah. him
0: involved, just to keep him up, <laughs> Just right. To
1: get him in the flow of the game.
0: Now it's Enos Cantor, but he, he's actually competent. Yeah. So it's it's kind of sad. It makes me miss the old days of Perk. But I think Perk, I think you need to think about him. This team's missing a, an old, washed up veteran. That's right. So whether it's him or Jason Richardson, I don't know. Uh, no, all right.
1: we got to go Perk. Perk, Perk. Perk brings that country attitude, too.
0: All right, we have to go. Sharp and Chris, we will read you all week. When is Triangle All-Stars coming?
1: Uh, pro- sometime this week.
0: Thursday. And then uh, then, uh, then the what else? We have? Playoff, begin, playoff, preview? just a, just playoff previews, a, yeah, all week. Okay. Daily
1: daily grind here.
0: Playoff shoot-around. I talked to Klosterman again about contributing to the shoot-around. I just don't follow basketball well enough. But we're going to get him. He's going to be involved. Um, and then we have Grantland Basketball Hour Thursday and Friday. Yeah. We have two shows, 7 p.m. Thursday, 7 p.m. Friday, ESPN. Zach Lowe flying out. His first uh, his first excursion away from the East Coast after he sired a child. Uh, you make we're it sound very him.
2: Game of Thrones by yeah, saying
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We're flying him to the north. <laughs> uh, and we have a bunch of other special guests. Yeah, too. it's high season. Yeah, it's good. So check that out. Build Online. Also, check out the BS Report because we put up a a podcast today as as well. Sharp, Chris, thank you. Thank you, man. All right. And we'll be back next week, Monday on Build Online. Talk to you soon.